All right, so here we are. We're going to talk about the Agile Manifesto. The Agile Manifesto has a history. There were 17 people who said enough is enough. So February 2001 at the Lodge at Snowbird Ski Resort, these 17 people met to talk, ski, relax, and try to find common ground and, of course, to eat. And what emerged was the Agile Software Development Manifesto. Now, to be quite honest, this manifesto has gone from just being software development to all seasons, all companies. Representatives from Extreme Programming, Scrum, DSDM, Adaptive Software Development, Crystal, Feature-Driven Development, Pragmatic Programming, and others sympathetic to the need for an alternative to documentation-driven heavyweight software development processes convened. These folks had had it. You know, they'd had enough and they're like, there's got to be a better mousetrap Let's convene, let's talk about it, and let's come up with a better way of working. And my goodness, did they come up with a better way of working. Let's take a look at what they came up with. They came up with a manifesto that changes the way people think about work. It says, we are uncovering better ways of developing software by doing it and helping others do it. Through this work, we have come to value individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Now think about the first few words. Let's hone in on those because some people read this incorrectly. Some people read it as through this work, we have come to value individuals and interactions instead of processes and tools. That's not what it said. It didn't say instead of, it said individuals and interactions over processes and tools, value people more than processes and tools. Working software, value getting a working product over comprehensive documentation. We're not saying documentation is bad. We're just saying you've got to place greater value on a working product. And I give people a case in point. I got a back massager for Father's Day a couple of years ago, plugged it in. The thing didn't work, but I had a big old document that came with it. The document was valueless. Not until I returned it to my friends at Amazon and I got a new one, plugged it in, and then I was able to use the documentation. So what good is a working is a product that's not working and a whole load of documents? It's better to have working product than a whole boatload of documents and your product isn't working. The last two just say collaborate with the customer over contract negotiation. It's a mindset. So you, you need to have a posture of working with the customer. Have you ever been a frustrated customer on the other end and thinking, work with me, just work with me? They're like, no, well, the system said this, 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 or this is what you purchased, so we cannot. You have to go through this big old process. So frustrating. Some companies, they know how to frustrate you. They know how to make you not be a return customer. So this customer collaboration, it doesn't have to be software. It's everywhere. And the last one is responding to change over following a plan. It makes sense to respond to change, right? Because if you're trying to do the same thing over and over again and the world is moving on, it means that that person's going to go crazy because you've got to respond to the changing world around you, right? As opposed to wanting to follow a plan. We're not saying a plan is bad. We're just saying that there's greater value in responding to change. I can tell you all sorts of stories about companies that didn't respond enough to change. Let's talk about Kodak. Let's talk about the Toys R Us's, RIP Toys R Us. Let's talk about T.M. Lewin from the United Kingdom. They almost went 
totally gone. In fact, they, they had to purchase their assets. Otherwise, there'd be no more talk of that name. Now, let's talk about Circuit City. Let's talk about Blockbuster. I mean, it's endless. Let's talk about the near demise of Redbox. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. They, you know, because Netflix, Netflix is dominated. But Netflix went crawling on their arms and knees, begging Blockbuster, please buy us, buy us, buy us. And Blockbuster said, get out, you vomits. We're not buying you. What happened at the end of the day? The one who responded to change, Netflix is a king of the hill. Hollywood is now on their arms and knees begging Netflix. So it just shows you the companies, the individuals, the entities that respond to change, they're much better off. Now let's go into the principles. The 12 principles of the manifesto. Principle number one, we follow these principles. Our highest priority is to satisfy the customer through early and continuous delivery of valuable software. You know that feeling when you turn on your phone, there's an update to your favorite app. If you're a gamer and you got these cool new features, I used to play a lot of Angry Birds. I delighted at the new releases, right? That's what they're talking about. Welcome changing requirements, even late in development. Agile processes harness change for the customer's competitive advantage. So instead of grumbling, this dumb customer asking me for changes again, just be happy that you have an opportunity to help them be competitive because they're going to harness that change for their advantage and deliver working software frequently from a couple of weeks to a couple of months with a preference to shorter timescale. So this is not saying take a couple of months for an iteration. No, no, no. It said deliver. So we're not talking about iterations for doing work. Those, we want to keep them four weeks or less, but this is talking about delivery because you know, you don't always have to deliver at the end of every iteration. You have a working product potentially shippable, but you don't have to release every iteration. Instead, you release and releases. So they're saying have a shorter time scale, couple of weeks or a couple of months for delivery. And the reason is technology is always changing around you. Next one says business people and developers must work together daily throughout the project. And that just means work with the business, work with the product owner and understanding what needs to be done. Build projects around motivated individuals, give them the environment and support they need, trust them to get the job done. I'll actually say, don't stifle the poor team because some companies, they stifle creativity with micromanaging. We don't want to do that. Next one says, the most efficient and effective method of conveying information to and within a development team is face-to-face -face conversation. It's a no-brainer. You've seen it time and time again. Whenever the camera is off, people are lost on some calls. When the camera comes on, ah, then everyone's back to normal. Or maybe you've tried communicating without turning on the camera and you're not really sure. You're like, was that an insult? You really don't know until you see the person looking meek and mild. They didn't mean any harm. So Professor Emeritus Albert Morabian has proven this in his UCLA experiments. When you communicate, 55% is the body language, 38 is a tone of voice, and only seven is the word. So it's been proven. Working software is a primary measure of progress. If you don't have a working product, you ain't got none. People say, oh, well, it's 50% done. That's nothing. You, you still can't use it. So in the world of Agile, we don't go off on, oh, well, we're 75% done. No, no one cares. You're either done or you're not. The next one says, Agile processes promote sustainable development. The sponsors, developers, and users 
should be able to maintain a constant pace indefinitely. And what that means is don't promise 60 hours. It's not a constant sustainable pace. We don't want people to burn out. Don't want to kill people. Let people work at a humane pace of maybe 25 hours of actual coding work, not promising to get 40 and then the poor people have to do 60 because they've got other responsibilities at work. Continuous attention to technical excellence and good design enhances agility. And always saying is spend time crafting a good design. It'll save you a whole lot of fan cleaning. Simplicity, the art of maximizing the amount of work not done is essential. You got to keep it simple. You got to make sure that if the work can be done in a smaller piece and give the same value, just do it in the smaller piece. You don't have to go build a big old Taj Mahal when you only need a tiny little room in a building. The best architectures, requirements, and designs emerge from self-organizing teams. It's been proven when you allow teams to self-organize, they come out with a much more robust, much better solution because they own it. They take ownership. They take that accountability on. Last one says, at regular intervals, the team reflects on how to become more effective, then tunes and adjusts its behavior accordingly. And that's what we mean by the retrospective. So this, my friends, is part one of a mindset that I'm trying to build for you guys who are going to be taking the exam. Guys and girls, this is the mindset. I need you to think agile. So I'm going to give you the summary one more time. People, 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 satisfy the customer give them value, welcome change, deliver working software frequently so that you can better respond to change that happens. Work with your business people, build projects around a motivated team, communicate face-to-face, -face, turn on the camera if you're not in the same building. The primary measure of progress is working software, so aspire towards that. Promote sustainable development. Don't kill your team by giving them crazy overtime. Pay attention to technical excellence. It will enhance your agility. Keep it simple. Let the team organize itself. We call it self-led, self-managed, self-organizing team, mutual accountability. And lastly, at regular intervals, have a retrospective and get better and get better. All right. And that's the Agile Manifesto.